Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for June 11th, 2023. We are starting a new series called Consider the Birds. Today will be the first worship service that has that theme. Join us in our call to worship. Jesus tells us, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. and loving God, you chose us before the foundations of the earth to be your own. Help us to hear your voice. Do not worry, you are mine. Lay all of your burdens down at my feet. Do not focus on the worries of tomorrow. I love you. Give me your burdens, sorrows, your tiredness and loneliness, and I will give you rest. Thank you, God, for loving us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. 
here is from the book The Lives We Actually Have by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ricci. Life has unraveled, all my plans wrecked, my hopes impractical, and it seems daunting to imagine what happens next. The bills that need paying, the texts that need responding to, the loneliness that seeps in every night. Blessed are you who need reminding that, yes, a lot of things aren't fixable or even tackleable right now, but there's something you might try instead, taking that tiny step that might make today a smidgen lighter. Maybe not easier or necessarily better, but lighter. Being extra generous to a stranger or hopping in bed a little earlier. Asking a friend to grab coffee or listening for the birds instead of doom-scrolling Twitter. Setting down our to-do lists and picking up a paintbrush for no reason at all except joy. May we be people who anchor ourselves to the now, not allowing our minds to skip to the what-ifs or the what-will-happen-whens. Blessed are you trying to put aside the everything-is-possible mentality, you who know that sheer effort will not put these pieces back together. You who have taken yourself off the hook for perfection and discover rest in good enough instead. One small step, one deep breath at a time. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew six thirty four. Our scripture today is Matthew six twenty five through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these." But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. 
I have not always been interested in birds. My mother loved birds. She would listen in the spring for the wrens to arrive, and she would miss them when they left so early. She fed the birds in later years along with squirrels at a feeder she could see from her favorite chair. She was so mad when an ugly old raccoon would climb up into that feeder and chase her pretty birds away. When I met Marty, I remember some of the conversation on our first date was his interest in photographing birds. I believe my thought was, that's nice. After more than 30 years of marriage to an avid birder, I am still in no way a bird aficionado. Thanks to Marty, I can tell most of the species of the birds at our feeder, although I still can't see anything through binoculars. During May, Marty and Marshall identified and recorded 151 different species of birds in southeast Nebraska. They were participating in the first-ever Nebraska Birding Bowl. Marty added species he had never seen before simply because he was looking for them. It just goes to show you find what you are looking for. I helped record some of the birds on my smartphone because Marty doesn't have one. The other boys are not birders. Grant thought it was hilarious that competitive birding is a thing. It is. And James got a kick out of Marty's opinion that the best things about a smartphone are the birding apps. Thanks to Marty, I now have birding apps on my phone. No, birding is Marty's thing, not mine. But I am interested in the Bible, and the Bible is filled with birds, metaphorically and in narratives. Birds are everywhere, all kinds of birds doing all kinds of things. The dove descending, the ravens providing, the eagle soaring, the sparrow falling to the ground. Jesus' very first visit to the temple was accompanied by birds, the two doves required for ritual sacrifice. And Jesus used birds for teaching. Consider the birds of the air. Jesus said. Jesus is speaking to the crowd that has gathered to hear him on the mountainside. It is Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. It is the same sermon that has the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are the peacemakers. It is the same sermon that tells us not to seek revenge. It is the same sermon that tells us to love our enemies and do good to those who despitefully use us. These are not easy teachings. But then Jesus goes even further. Jesus tells us not to worry. Daily stress and worry plague a majority of American adults. Although Americans are less anxious than they were in 2020 in the midst of the COVID-19 outbreak, 70% of adults report still feeling anxious about keeping themselves and their families safe. In a poll taken just last month, about 78% of adults expressed anxiety over inflation, 
About 70% were anxious about a potential recession. And 67% had worries about gun violence, including 42% who were very anxious about gun violence, which was an increase of 5% over the previous month. Part of the problem is that politicians and the media want to tell us what to worry about. The news media spends a lot of time and energy finding new things for us to worry about. Whether it is the debt ceiling or creeping authoritarianism or terrorism or climate change, if it bleeds, it leads. Not that these things aren't important, because they are. But if we stick our heads into our televisions or search for bad news on the computer all the time, it stokes our fears. Every politician knows that the easiest way to control the population is by taking hold of our fears. Whether it is fear of the other, fear of the future, fear of communism, socialism, or any other ism, fear is a surefire way to control the people. And if we can't see through these tactics, we are led like sheep to the slaughter. I have always been of the opinion that worry is unproductive. Nothing can be changed by worrying about it. But worry seems to be quite popular. It seems to be the prevailing opinion that indeed worry can help us avoid trouble. If we spend enough energy worrying over things that may happen in the future, perhaps that will keep those things from happening. Now, I am not sure if or how that works, but that seems to be the thought. The Apostle Paul did not have TV or the Internet, but he knew how often we organize thoughts around our fears. Listen to this passage from Philippians 4, 4-9. through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace. How we long for peace. And how do we find God's peace? Paul says, by thinking about the things that are true, honorable, just, pure, pleasing, excellent, or praiseworthy. By letting our needs be known to God with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 
not by focusing our thoughts on what is wrong or frightening, but on what is right. And there is still much right with the world. Dewitt Jones spent a lifetime as a photographer with National Geographic. He admits it is the greatest job in the world. He said that from the outset, his bosses at the magazine emphasized their primary objective. What is that objective? To celebrate what is right with the world. Celebrate what is right with the world. He gives this example. I'm wandering around. I find a field of dandelions. I should have been ecstatic, but I wasn't. I don't know why. Instead of grabbing my cameras and running into it, I took a snapshot. I said, I don't know. The light's not quite right. I'll come back tomorrow. I didn't engage. We all know what happens when you don't engage. Tomorrow turns into the next day, the next day turns into the next week, and by the time I got back to that field, no more dandelions. I had puffballs. I wanted dandelions. I had puffballs. And I was just about to leave when this little voice in my head said, Do it? What's here to celebrate? What's right with this situation? You wanted dandelions, you got puffballs. 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 Pretty soon I'm down on the ground with the puffballs. I'm rolling around with the puffballs. I'm on top of the puffballs. I'm underneath the puffballs. And all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, that extraordinary view. Change your perspective, change your life. Jesus asks us to consider the birds. The Apostle Paul asks us to ponder what is good. Focus your mind on the beauty and miracle of life. What is to celebrate? What's good about the world? Walt Whitman wrote, Why, who makes much of a miracle? As to me, I know of nothing else but miracles. Whether I walk the streets of Manhattan or dart my sight over the roofs of houses toward the sky, or wade with naked feet along the beach just in the edge of the water, or stand under trees in the woods, or talk by day with anyone I love, or sleep in the bed at night with anyone I love, or sit at table with at dinner with the rest. Or look at strangers opposite me riding in the car, or watch honeybees busy around the hive of a summer forenoon, or animals feeding in the fields, or birds, or the wonderfulness of insects in the air, or the wonderfulness of the sundown, or of stars shining so quiet and bright or the exquisite, delicate, thin curve of the new moon in spring. These, with all the rest, one and all are to me miracles, the whole referring, yet each distinct and in its place. 
To me, every hour of the light and dark is a miracle. Every cubic inch of space is a miracle. Every square yard of the surface of the earth is spread with the same. Every foot of the interior swarms with the same. To me, the sea is a continual miracle. The fishes that swim, the rocks, the motion of the waves, the ships with men in them. What stranger miracles are there? Friends, consider the birds. Focus on the things that are true, honorable, just, pure, pleasing, excellent, or praiseworthy. Don't worry. Trust the God of peace the God of miracles, the creator, redeemer, and sustainer of all things, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. O God, forgive us when we focus on the fears around us and turn our eyes away from your goodness and mercy. Help us to consider the birds. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive the benediction. 
Go now into the world of miracles, knowing that our Heavenly Father cares for us far above what we can comprehend. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.